Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, the tirade-filled movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics, cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shanahan. I'm William Johnson. There we go. We're damn glad to have you folks, ladies and gentlemen. This is all for tantrum's sake. We're sharing passions and high fives wash away any place for hate. In the end, we encourage you all to love what you love. But for now, the gloves are off and the hissy fit is on. Uh, for this episode this week, ladies and gents, uh, we are doing another one of our deep cut series where we take a look at an actor, actress, or filmmaker and try to find some hidden gems and deep dives into their resume that maybe you or others haven't seen that we can kind of recommend your way and just to kind of share our own personal loves and hates that, uh, that we enjoy out of these performers and creators and maybe make strike up a few agreements or arguments along the way, because, Hey, it's the cinephile hissy fit podcast. So uh, I I should have gone with crouching will hidden Johnson. Ooh, you know, especially the hidden Johnson part. (laughs) That's definitely hidden. I haven't seen it in years. All right. Uh, (laughs) Will tell us who we're covering this week, because this is your girl. Uh, yes, this is indeed. And I've had been having a lot of this girl. That sounds terrible. Uh, I've been watching <laughs> a lot of this girl, despite a major blind spot. Um, Michelle Yeoh, um, you know, uh, gorgeous, uh, former Miss Malaysian dancer slash Kung Fu stunt master, you know, mm-hmm. who just gives you that great ability to. Uh, gives any film that elegant balance. You know, mm-hmm. she can be, you know, your action star, but she can also bring some elegant grace to the screen at the same time. It's a, it's a fabulous mixture that I think has been used pretty well yeah. in the Hollywood yeah. versions. I, you know, I, I think that they've made some mistakes here and there, but uh, as they always do with Asian stars, I think they don't know what to do with them. And I'll get into that in a little bit because yeah. um, Michelle Yeoh is very much, I would say, I mean, in terms of the true superstars that have name value when mm-hmm. it comes to like Kung Fu actors, yeah, you know, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Michelle Yeoh, those are kind of, you know, some people out there will probably hang out with Sammo Hung. Um, sure. You know, got some Donnie Yen folks out there. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Donnie, yeah. Uh, you know, he's got his his followers. But yeah, I, I think Michelle Yeoh is one of those power, power, you know, Asian mm-hmm. crossover stars that, you know, made good in America. And they've mostly done a pretty good job of putting her in spots that suit her abilities. So Yeah, and I like that it's not all martial arts movies lately, which is really nice. Um, can you believe this August she will be 60? Um, I can't. I can't. Well, she looks. She looks gorgeous. I, I, you know, and um, and a a shocker here. So two things, two things, two bold claims. I guess Mm -hmm. I'll make about Michelle Yeoh. One is as I'm watching this, and you would think, especially if you've been following me on Letterboxd this year, Mm -hmm. you would think I would have been the first person to line up and see, if not multiple times, everything, everywhere, all at once, the new Michelle Yeoh film Uh that is. I have not seen it yet, and and I know that that gives me some bad cred as a Michelle Yeoh super fan. But I'm telling you, folks, when we say struggling teachers, beginning of this, I mean, <laughs> this we are true. we are in the <laughs> we're in the what do you call it the uh, the final run here. You know, we're yeah. coming down to a month, and uh, things are getting crazy. So I, I just haven't been lucky enough to see it yet. Uh, but my my other bold claim that I want to make, and right. I don't think I don't think this is a deep cut because. It's a James Bond film, but Michelle Yeoh is my favorite 
Bond girl. Mm. So I, I cannot argue with you there. Really? You can't? No, because like it's a finally a Bond girl that's given something to do while still having every great quality of the typical quote unquote air quote Bond girls. Like she's yeah. still an object of desire. She's still a, a linchpin to the plot. But the fact that she's a woman of action is such a boost and improvement from just some hot tart that he banks. So yeah, I, the motorcycle scene. Gosh, man. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like just just her talents are used perfectly to still be appealing, still be. Um, I, I'm not the person who's going to use the word agency because it's still a Bond movie, and we're still just kind of, you know, we're still dated, we're still off. But no, what a perfect choice to do something different as a Bond girl, not just internationally, but just with what. More being someone who's more than just good looks, and she just blew it out of the water. Absolutely, she is also my favorite Bond girl. Well, you know, it's funny because um, a lot of people forget that uh, the first two Brosnan Bond films mm-hmm. had very well, let's not say too progressive, but yeah, um, with Isabella Skorupko, uh, right? Goldeneye, wonderful you know, pronunciation, she, by the way. She, she has a lot of scenes where she's taking action. Agreed. She's kicking ass. She doesn't need saving. She's the smarter one because she's like a totally you know, a tech genius. And then you had Michelle Yeoh and Tomorrow Never Dies. So you had these two um, very, I would well, especially compared to where things had been before with mm-hmm. Bond films, um, very active, strong female characters in a Bond film. I mean, Bond's always yeah. going to take precedence over it, but it's just so weird because. And I'm going to my Bond tangent here, but like you no, go, go you go from Isabella Skorupko and Michelle Yeoh, my favorite, and then with the next two Bond girls, they mm. they try to do that like super power, like you know this super smart kick ass girl, but you can tell when someone's just you know giving you lip service because after yeah. Michelle Yeoh, it was Denise Richards oh, as a nuclear physicist. Okay, yeah, come on. <laughs> um and and then they tried to do Halle Berry. You know, Halle Berry is Jinx, and it was yeah. just this awful, yeah. awful thing. And she she had potential because it's because it is Halle Berry too. Yeah, of course. Really be something better, but man, the material of that movie is whoo. Yeah, but it's let me just put it this way. The, you yeah. know, when when you get these franchises, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you got this with this franchise stuff, a lot of a lot of stuff like that, the Marvel films, the Bond films things like that they want to go for credibility but also um you know they want to please people that know Mm. these things but they also want to have the prestige of it i mean you know there's a reason why marvel even though it's at the top of its powers right now Mm -hmm. you know when they go to shang chi not only do they say let's get one of the biggest asian stars male asian stars ever of Mm -hmm. tony leung but fucking hey let's get michelle yo too right. like you know she, what i mean it's like she's perfect you know and and you know they're talking now about how they might put jackie chan in the second chunk it's like mm. you know it's like that ability to um get the prestige but also the credit i mean like yeah. you can throw people in movies and you'll get the name value out of it but you know right. when you get when you you know when you get michelle yo mm-hmm. in tomorrow never dies or shang chi or you know anything else you're going to get the the name brand but you're also going to get quality with it too like that stability I agree. you know she's she's not she's not a person who 
is crossing over to the States here and just cash in paychecks. Now, don't right. get me wrong. She's made some very fine movies that count as like the block, but like Kung Fu Panda 2 doing voice work. It's always an easy, easy sure. paycheck for people and things like that. And, but yeah. by the time you get to kind of this wheelhouse she's been in right now of, you know, high, high level stuff where crazy rich Asians while being a big studio film, isn't just a cheap paycheck. She has to be the matron boss of that movie. And then of course, Shang Chi. I mean, if, if, if Marvel is good enough for Tony Leung, it, and to then now also be good enough for Michelle Yeoh, that it passes the smell test in terms of not just appeal, but quality and from a person who comes with quality talent and that it just rings true for how good this is how good she is and also just how good the material how good she can make the material even better thanks to her being incredible yeah but, and yeah, I, cir- circling all the way back my yeah. my first exposure to her was tomorrow never dies i had never seen her before sure. that and like wow what a place to meet her so yeah oh absolutely absolutely you know and uh i'm kind of a i'm gonna say a burgeoning kung fu fan um mm-hmm. i've been dipping my toe in the genre more and more in the last couple of years and i've been watching a lot of stuff especially from hong kong and everything shot scope stuff and then following stars along mm-hmm. like i've been i've been on jackie chan kicks jet lee kicks and i've been kind of on a michelle yo kick so yeah i guess we're gonna start the deep dives i'm going to okay, go yeah, with it is a good one here i'm gonna go with now god knows like what this is really called i mean okay. i mean at, at one point even though this has no connection to anything else, this film was called In the Line of Duty 2, which doesn't make... Because when, when this... When, duty when any, when any, this that, that is not the real title. I'm, going, yeah. I'm not going to go with the real title. This is... If you want to rent it on Amazon, it is called Yes, Madam. Okay, but 85. It, you know, wow, going part, going part of it's... Part of it's, you know... You know, when, when a lot of these Asian films, Hong Kong films, get, you know... Uh, dubbed and sent out to america and put on cheap dvds and everything you mm-hmm. know you know yes madam was known as police assassins in the line of duty 2 who knows what in the line of duty 1 is in the line of duty yes madam uh you know mm-hmm. it's got like a hundred different names so it's it's tough to find but if you want to find it I, i'm going to call the real name of it yes madam okay. and the cool the cool part about it is i mean not only is she, this is this is her you know in her Miss Malaysia days, so she's yeah, she's like gorgeous. Something by this point, yeah, yeah, she's gorgeous, but she's kind of got this like cool eighties minimalist look. Like she's kind of got like this short haircut. But she's always wearing these big glasses and kind of these cool khaki khaki shirts, and I mean, she just looks like a eighties fashion model, but mm-hmm. also who can kick ass. And the cool part about it is, is it is she her co star is. Cynthia Rothrock, who oh, there you go. is an incredible martial artist as well. So you kind of get these two together, um, and they just kick ass all over the place. Um, and it's it's directed by Corey Yoon, who okay. was an original member of the, you know, he went to the uh, Peking Opera School. Uh, okay. He's he's considered one of the Seven Little Fortunes, which is what Jackie Chan was, along with uh, um, Sam Ohung, and, uh, and I, if I get the name completely wrong here I, I apologize to everyone um but yun bao um those are kind of the biggest names that came out of that they were these mm-hmm. child actors that ended up becoming stuntmen and directors movie yeah. stars Corey Yoon, work here yeah yeah Corey Yoon went on to direct you know he, he became he didn't really necessarily go the actor route like some of the other guys 
Um, but you know, he would direct things like Transporter and mm-hmm. um, he he directs um, a lot of Kung Fu flicks, a lot of Jet Li films. But he also directed what possibly has Jackie Chan's best fight ever, which is the film Dragons Forever, which has the trio, the Lucky Stars trio of uh, Jackie Chan, Samuel Hung, and Yoon Bao. But wow. anyways, the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, this is a kind of an earlier film from him. He gets to direct it. You know, he was always a fight director. So you get some spectacular martial arts scenes. Uh, great duo of Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock together kind of, it, you know, it's it's a pretty short, like a ninety minute film. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know the exact, but um, you know, it's not like the greatest written thing you'll ever see. But it's <laughs> sure. but like many like B level Jackie Chan films, like you just watch it to see the incredible human artistry on display. Yeah, and of course, there's as there is in many kung fu films, there's a final showdown. Mm-hmm. With her and Cynthia Rothrock teaming up, taking on literally like a hundred guys, and it's fucking phenomenal. I just, yeah, if you want to see a young, gorgeous, super talented, all over the place Michelle Yeoh just just styling and profiling while kicking all kinds of ass, I would go with Yes, Madam. Very sure. cool, very cool. Um, before it gets too buried, um, I will be the guy that goes right off the top. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once is. Mm-hmm extraordinary uh you know it, we were we've said this on the show in many other places where you know women of a certain age don't get great parts um and i know michelle can come to a role and say hey i can also do all of this action and amazing stuff too as well as being a very good actress but when the daniels you know made this movie kind of in a bit with her in mind like she was their first choice like if we can get her this would be great um and they and they got her like they and they convinced her to take this very wild and and crazy multiverse movie and i tell you like don't get me wrong um her still being the action star here in her late 50s is is a sight to behold anyway but the all the scenes where she isn't act isn't doing that and she's the the disillusioned mom or the depressed wife or the 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 person who's just on the end of their rope and not knowing what to do with their life or feeling like a disappointment she completely sells the acting angle of it that goes beyond the action and that's the part of that movie that has embraced audiences and it has made it so incredibly endearing is is the human stuff underneath all the action stuff and all the sci-fi multiverse and and pieces yeah. and parts where she's just an amazing woman playing a fallible part with all the flaws out there on display, no fears, no, no qualms about putting them out there to, to show them and, and to be wrong. And to at the same time, lose romance and find romance and lose motherhood and find motherhood. And like all the pitfalls kind of point to her and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's such a good movie. And as well as being what, I mean, I know I'm not one of those A24, you know, bow at the at the you know fandom of indie film things, but <laughs> this is it's really cool that you can have a a low budget film prove the worth and value of the big uh, the big format of IMAX, where not everything IMAX has to be a two hundred million dollar blockbuster. You can a little film when done right, sure. shot right, and created right can look good in that big format. Where it, it is a delight. It is my current in the clubhouse number one film of the year um let's see how it can last of course all the way until december but i i like his chances where yeah can't recommend it enough to you and other people so yeah i you know i i'm glad that they're giving her a shot i mean they're not giving her as much of a shot 
as I would like in terms of the acting. Um, okay. You know, in terms of not adding an action element, I'm not criticizing the film I haven't seen. I'm just saying that, like, sure. it's nice that she's been given a few opportunities, such as, like, you know, Memoirs of a Geisha or Sunshine right. or Crazy Rich Asians or, you know, stuff where it's not, she's not required to just be the action piece. Right. You know, they, they give her the opportunity to actually act. And, that's cool. I think that's that's really great. I mean, yeah, hone her talents, but mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously she can be this incredible action star. I mean, the the thing about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is that you know she had I don't remember which part of her knee she tore, but I think mm. it was either the MCL, the ACL. But you know, she couldn't walk, but she still filmed the action scenes for those movies. You know, like she's a trooper and um. But yeah, I, I'm glad she's given opportunities because I do think that, especially, I mean, we we, we won't we won't get into too deep of a discussion about it here, but mm-hmm. especially with people from other cultures that come to America, That's true. <laughs> I think it's very hard for people to break them out of certain, yeah, like realm. I mean, that was one of the things I wanted to get on my soapbox real quick, and as Michelle Yeoh has man- managed to get out of it, but you know, kind of, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe two of the biggest martial arts stars to transition since Bruce Lee anyway, uh, were Jackie Chan and Jet Li. And yeah. Jackie Chan had you know, it took him like three attempts before he got something big. Uh, because he tried uh in the early eighties and then the or I'm sorry, the late seventies and then the eighties, the you know, mm-hmm. the cannibal runs and shit and then That's like right. he tried to do all these stuff. Um he finally got rush hour, but like what they did it well first of all the reason why it took so long is because they were either casting him as like tough guys, which he's not. That's right. Or they kept asking him to be villains and it's just mm-hmm. not something that he not can that do either. Yeah. So he, they finally got him in rush hour and then they, they have him be the street man. Yeah. Which is also not something he does. He's great at being the loud, obnoxious, mm-hmm. goofy guy. And then they just kept giving him horrible project for horrible project. They did a yeah. better, they did a better job with Jet Li because he is a more fierce fighter he's a little bit more menacing so they said hey let's play the villain yeah yeah so they said let's put him in lethal weapon 4 i still think lethal weapon 4 he's incredible in it not only he's so good in that not only from an action standpoint but he also actually has some very interesting acting choices he makes that movie which i think is great and he's shown a little bit more depth but like you kind of have to you know, they try to throw him in like an Aaliyah film, you know, Romeo Must Die, or yeah, I know, you know, or Cradle to the Grave with DMX, or mm-hmm. you know, they they kind of like are like, well, yeah, people would like this, and, and they're not giving them a shot. And then you know, finally, he's too old by the time he does the movie Fearless. That's right. Where you get like this wide range. He plays like such a wide range of emotions. Yeah, and Michelle Yeoh is in that one too. Michelle yeah. is in that, and. But you're also getting at the tail end of his action. So, like, Michelle Yeoh mm-hmm. has at least had the benefit of being able to be given some acting opportunities that are not against type for what she can do, but also also show her action as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's like they found, for whatever reason, of those three major stars that have had big influences, and I'm sure there's kung fu experts out there that are going to be like, well, what about this guy? What yeah, about this I'm, guy? I'm sure we're missing whatever. too. But whatever, I, I'm just saying those three. I mean, my mom knew who Jackie Chan was and Jackie right. is like my, you know, my mom doesn't know who Sam Bohan is, yeah. but, um, you know, uh, she's had, I, I think the best exposure, the best opportunities and has made the best of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite, I think the fact that they have tried to narrow her into that 
the you action know, stuff. Yeah, the the action stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, good for good for her. Right? Yeah, and as I look through her list and research in our show today, like I was immediately impressed by how many really nice parts she's had uh, been given to her that don't require action. Like you right. know, and we um, and I don't know if I can say the same thing about even the people you just talked about on your soapbox. Like Jackie Chan, still kind of. Re- is relied upon to do action where I bet he can make a romantic comedy in a heartbeat where he doesn't have to kick or punch anyone and he'd be adorable. Um, like he could be sure. the dad of romantic comedy right now, especially at his age. Um, yeah. But th- th- yeah. then Jet Li never got a acting, like the, the really good acting chances to not have to do martial arts. Whereas right. A- right. above all of them, here's Michelle making Memoirs of a Geisha, Sunshine, Last Christmas, Crazy Rich Asians, where she's been given parts to not have to do action. And I don't know who else can even come close to that other than maybe maybe Chow Yun-Fat has had a few chances where he didn't have to be the action star. Yeah. Like a little bit of like, the, but maybe all, maybe all I'm thinking about is, you know, the King and I, or is it the Anna and the King with, with Foster, where... Yeah, it's yeah. probably not a lot yeah. of parts, but he's gotten a few where he doesn't have to be. Well, and Chad yeah, in fact also also was more of you know the gun action star, whereas a That's lot of true. these other ones less, are less martial arts, the right. physical martial arts. So yeah. it's a little bit easier to transition. But you know, two films. One of them will make my list here of deep cuts. Uh, mm-hmm. Fairly recent, um, uh, but she did two films recently. Very recent. Let me check okay. the dates on these. I'm going to be silent here for a minute. 2021, 2021. Two in 2021, actually. Mm-hmm. Two, I would say, action films. But the cool yeah. thing about it is she was not relied upon to actually really do the action. She was more in almost like an Expendables way. Like, okay. hey, you are the matriarch of Kung Fu, and mm-hmm. we're going to respect you by having you be like the wise elder, I guess. There you go. Uh, it's Gunpowder Milkshake and Boss Level. Now, Okay. Gun, I don't gun, know much about boss level. Tell me about boss level. Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to say because Gunpowder Milkshake, I do not recommend. It's not a very good movie. Okay. Even though it has an amazing cast of Karen Gillan, um, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name, Lena Headey, um, yeah. Carla Gugino, Angela Bassett, uh, you know, yeah. Michelle Yeoh. Uh, boss level, uh, it might turn off some of the anti-Mel Gibson crowd out there, but essentially, it's Frank Grillo who is, I, I believe, is one of my Anthony Mackie actors where. Okay. I, I kind of like to watch anything he's in because I find him so interesting. Yeah. Maybe not like dynamic, but sure. Like I find his personality interesting. He's an interesting guy to look at. You know, he's he's he, I don't know. I he's hard to explain, but I'll watch anything yeah. with Frank Grillo. So he, he's enigmatic because he's just you don't know if he's on your side or on the other side. Yeah, he, right. he makes a great tweener or even of course a great villain. So Right. And and of yeah. course, you know, um, I don't know if it kickstarted with Winter Soldier because both he and oh, he, he fight each other. He was discovered more than anything in Warrior. You know that that Warrior. Game he was U- yeah. He was now. he was part of SEAL Team Six in uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, Frank Grillo essentially. It, it, this is like Groundhog Day and Crank oh, together. Damn. Okay, so it's not as like ribald as Crank. Good word. Um, but uh, I would say that essentially. He wakes up every day in a time loop and he has to get it. You know what? Actually a better would be groundhog day. Uh, live, die, repeat, even though it's called something else, whatever the oh, edge of tomorrow. Is. Yeah. Edge of tomorrow and crank. Cause okay. 
he only has like a certain amount of time to live and he, he uh un and it ends up kind of being like a video game where like you progress in the level so like he'll die and then he'll wake up but he feels the pain so like if he gets shot in the dick and dies like he he, he felt that like you know it's it's very mm-hmm. like uh, very more visceral like it's just like okay. he he he's constantly dying in a video game basically um it's not a video game though it's hard to explain but <laughs> okay anyways the point is if i say groundhog day he's in a time loop he's got to get to stop mel gibson and get naomi watts back and stop the time loop and there's all these inventive ways that he gets killed and uh, rob gronkowski shows up at one point which i think is awesome now um yeah well, that's, I, I'm looking it up. That's Joe Carnahan, who's had his yeah. fair share of fun action. So Yeah, I, and I'm Michelle Yeoh is also in that, but she kind of functions as this, like, at one point, and I know there's some of our friends out there, especially uh, I know Michelle Kisner, who's a huge gamer, and Aaron White, mm-hmm. who are huge gamers, are going to kill me here, but I don't know what it's called. But, you know, every now and then, if you're on a map or something, you end up talking to somebody, and they help you get experience or some shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, she kind of is this character that's, like, always in this, like, bar that he goes to. And he, he always sees her and recognizes her, but he doesn't say anything. And then you find out that she's actually this amazing sword master. And at one point, he has to learn how to sword fight because he keeps getting annihilated by this this woman who uh, is a master swordsman. Like, okay. he dies, like, 58,000 times against her. So <laughs> Michelle Yeoh, like, teaches him how to sword fight. I mean... Yes, there's action in it, but it's more of like, mm. like I said, it's more of that like prestige. Like, you're Michelle Yeoh, so of yeah. course someone's gonna want to have a sword fight. Yeah, it's stature. Yeah, I got. But you. the movie is also fucking good. I mean, it's really good. I mean, and I, I would say for the people that are adverse to Mel Gibson, he is the villain in it, and because he's in a time loop, he gets killed a lot too. So you get to see him killed in gruesome ways many times over. Okay. So. So there you go. Well, before we get to our next picks, uh, let us take a break for a short announcement from our non-corporate partners and friends. We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. Well, now you don't have to. Hang out with Ruminations of Red Rum. All things horror, from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out. But hurry. The killer's behind you. All right. Welcome back. Yeah. No. Um, loving where we're going with Michelle. Yo, I, I will stay on the the non-action front um i it's a cheesy date movie with with weird little stuff but last christmas from three years ago oh yeah melted me to pieces it was just i know that's more of um uh henry golding obviously is kind of the the heartthrob spot there and Mm -hmm. and and the lead of course is is amelia clark but um you know it's paul feige who did uh uh, who did a uh, bridesmaids and and slowing it down to not be all gross out humor and just you know low hanging fruit weak ass Joe Judd Apatow level kind of stuff like he's making a hey hey that guy can okay. go kick bricks um <laughs> he, he just I Judd Apatow no, no, here no, no. soapbox okay, well, here Judd Apatow is hide his own supply doesn't make good movies anymore so uh, okay I would say he's like a Kevin Smith yes he, his best days are behind him his but, best day, yeah uh, that's as much as I'll say next when chair, he next was time. on the top of his game man he made some oh no days when, and comedies when he was there yes now he is in a rut that I can't explain and it's getting worse so gotcha. yeah but go ahead go ahead no um i know this is kind of a mixed review thing where i i know the chemistry of clark and golding is what you're really kind of going for and it's a cheesy movie i'm not saying it's hallmark level cheesy but mm-hmm. cheesy enough where like it's it's a preposterous 
you know, mis- mysterious Christmassy dreamy thing. But mm-hmm. Michelle shows up in this as, the, like you said, with other ways we talked about her, just a matronly stature where she's like her, uh, she's uh, Amelia's character's boss where at this Christmas store. So, and she's just kind of that, that slap in the face person that kind of keeps Amelia kind of like, on the straight and narrow or, or pushes her into the different places where maybe not, not quite the, you know, bar and advice and sword fighting, you know, uh teacher that you get in boss level, but like she's there to kind of, you know, kind of balance and buoy you know, the reality parts of this movie as it goes in the dreamy directions. And, and it's, a, and, and again, for, from a representation standpoint, it's a movie set in Britain that just happens to have an Asian lady who owns a Christmas shop. And it's mm-hmm. not weird. It's not out of place. You immediately see her and go, Oh, she's going to be solid. She's going to be great. And that's a couple of years after crazy rotations where, you know, her, her being proven as a, a stern, you know, uh, crack you back into place kind of you know mean kind of mama role is is good for her and it fits because you you know you don't know if she's gonna kick the shit out of you so uh not that it has to come out in crazy rich Asians or last christmas but she's a nice part to that movie well and also written by emma thompson so it has a little exactly. bit of prestige yeah. behind it right definitely definitely i have not have you seen, seen that yet? one oh no. it's a cute it's a no. cute one yeah, I don't do that much. But, I yeah. know, I know, I know. Um, but no, I, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. Um, maybe around Christmas. That's the spot <laughs> I, to try it. You I guess, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm going to do two. Uh, okay. And just because they're connected together. But you've heard a lot about these next two films that I've talked about because I discovered them now because they're very hard to find. Okay. Uh, I can recommend one of them wholeheartedly. The other one is a ma- massive disappointment, but it still has Michelle Yeoh in it. So, um, but you know, if someone asked me like who uh, my all-time uh, Asian celebrity crushes are, I would tell you Maggie Chung, Michelle Yeoh, and Anita Moy. Mm. Uh, may she rest in peace. So yeah. I was pleased to learn that they had done a movie together called the heroic trio in 1993 oh i um, saw you post about this recently yeah, and i'm yes. in on finding it yep yes you got to find it it's directed by johnny toe who's done some incredible work uh in uh, you know in china and hong kong and um um yeah it's essentially there is a sequel called uh executioners the heroic trio 2 um but it's an intense failure in my opinion because everything going for it uh, on paper, uh, they not deliver on, and it's called the heroic trio because you want to see these three incredible actress, singer, dancer, sexy women together. And the second film only has them together for like seven minutes, though three of it is in a bubble bath together. So there's that. But the uh, heroic trio, uh, I'm going to recommend if you can find it. it uh, currently on Alamo on demand, and I believe Criterion is going to okay. be releasing. Uh, Criterion is going to release, I don't know if it'll be digital only or an actual slipcase or whatever they call it. Uh, whatever the fuck it's called. What is it oh, called? The, the Spines, if you're a Spines, Criterion yes. Spine, right? So I believe Heroic Trio 1 and 2 will get their own Spines, or it might be digital only. I don't know. I have no clue. Don't ask me. I don't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> uh, I know nothing about physical media. I'm terrible at it. Um, but my point is, is you'll be able to see it soon in, okay. in a much wider way. but. So there is, and because I assume maybe copyright laws are not a huge deal in Hong Kong, but 
Uh, there is a superhero named Wonder Woman, <laughs> played by Anita Moy. Uh, Thief Catcher, played by Maggie Chung. And Invisible Girl uh, by um, Michelle Yeoh. And they are essentially, at least at first, they're all against each other. Uh, Thief Catcher is kind of a bounty hunter that just wants money. Invisible Girl is in love with this guy that's creating an invisible robe. Wonder Woman is just kind of this good lady who runs around this city and since it's such a low budget film it's really only like one street but uh that you know just saves the day and you know it's it's got elements of wuxia in it so like a lot of wire work and they're flying around and stuff but they have to essentially all three of them have to team up to fight um uh, this sewer dwelling god skeleton thing that's kidnapping babies in the sewer so uh if i haven't sold you yet um i mean i, I yep. think you need to see it but only but also because at the time about 1993 i mean it whoever the three biggest stars are right now in hollywood oh, i don't know who they would be that was what this was in hong kong it was the three hottest most popular box office draw female actresses available and they were in a film together and Damn. Uh, and everyone knows I love Maggie Chung so much. I mean, she's so gorgeous, and she's in a lot of like leather and fishnets in this. And Michelle Yeoh is in like a bodysuit, and I don't know. It's just it, you got to see it. I, I mean, I don't want to be. I'm not. I'm, it's also really fun, and it's the action is insane, and the setting is kind of like it's more like the first Mad Max where it's okay, ki- kind of the apocalypse. Right. Um. The sequel is definitely after there's been nuclear devastation, but the first one you're like, eh, pretty shitty day around the city, but you know, it, there's no like nuclear fallout or mutants or anything except for this thing living in the sewer. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's wild. It's crazy. I give it five stars on Letterbox. I will get. I do not get physical media very often, but there, if there is a Criterion spine, I will buy this. There you go. Instantly, and Michelle Yeoh is fantastic so. all right i am in a spot to make a final pick is that all right no that's final is good because yeah we we uh okay cool we want this to go too um, my final is unseen and uh he, she is one of the featured cast members in the upcoming avatar the way of the water and i tell you oh, what if yeah i know so i I know people have loved to shit on Avatar for being Fern Gully and Dances with Wolves and a thousand other things, but I tell you what, it's it's a dazzler of a movie in terms of what it can do from a technical standpoint, and I will never doubt James Cameron in a way where he he will he will find a way to make all of this time between Avatar and this sequel worth it. He will hone a project to its best and furthest degree he can, and he will wow us. And if he's going to wow us with Michelle Yeoh in tow playing whatever she's, I don't even know what she's going to play, but, um, right. but, but I'm there, you know, uh, I'm there because James Cameron, I trust in James Cameron where he is a trailblazer uh, like few others before him. Or, and I believe at some point, few others after him. Because he's got the balls to just do wild and crazy things. And if you can get Michelle Yeoh in a movie doing whatever she's going to do, matron role, action role, I'm there. So sign me up well, for next Christmas with Avatar, The Way of the Water. Well, sign you up for a while because according yeah. to Letterbox, she is in Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Oh, I'm in. So, Sweet. <laughs> so she'll be in it. Real quick, I'm just going to do an honorable mention because uh, yeah. 
this is Quentin Tarantino's, uh, according to him, I believe in one interview, said it's the greatest action film ever made. And I would, I would, I wouldn't argue with him. Uh, it's definitely up there. But it is Police Story Three, also okay. known here as Super Cop. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is you know the third police story. The police story films were kind of Jackie Chan's baby. You know where he uh, just put together some of the most insane stunts you'll ever see on film uh, in the first two. But so in the third one, Michelle Yeoh was constantly challenging him, saying, "I can do bigger. I can do better." I mean, we're talking at one point in Super Cop. You know, she's riding motorcycles on trains, like she's jumping off of buildings onto moving trains. Mm-hmm. There's live helicopters hitting things like on a train. Like it's just it's it's almost unbelievable to see. And and the two of them together are, are they're they're good friends. And so you feel that chemistry. Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh, uh, Maggie Chung also in that as well, as she was in the first police story one and two. Um so a good Good honorable mention for a deep cut. I mean, it's probably one of the most popular Jackie Chan film, foreign Jack and Chan. Well, I don't want to say foreign. That's not fair. From Hong Kong. True. True. From American markets, it's a. Yeah. It's probably his most successful foreign film. Um, <laughs> you know, not in terms of. I, I think Rush Hour still stands as probably his most famous. Yeah, probably American films, which is sad. I mean, same but, thing with Michelle. Her most famous thing probably will be. I, at least I hope so. Is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, and I know we didn't talk about that because that's the highest cut instead of a deep cut, but it it is a great film that deserves all the praise it gets. So, Uh, Best Picture nominee, Ang Lee directed it, which, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, we got to give props to Ang Lee for, you know, giving legitimacy to so many genres of film. I mean, yeah, the guy, not not, you've got LGBTQ films, uh, comic book films, Mm. Asian wuxia films. You know, like he just Existential like religious within you go life of pie. Yeah. Yeah. So he really like gets, should get a lot more credit than he yeah. does. But uh, no, it, according to the weird film popularity, uh, oh, the letterbox I guess, stats letterbox, yeah, sure. I mean, her most popular film, which she makes a cameo in is guardians of the galaxy. 2, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, which I think people forget she's actually in. Oh, um, I do. But at the same time, I'm glad she's there. She's in like a post credit scene. Though. Yeah, pretty much um shang chi is next mm-hmm. uh then everything everywhere all at once crazy rich uh, Asians, and then crouching tiger okay so yeah it's uh but you know that's another one too that i i feel maybe getting forgotten nowadays getting forgotten and um did you ever see the sequel sort of destiny where she she takes over the lead spot i did not i, I would like to see it but i i it's not I was, bad i was it's gonna step down in. but it's not bad I was gonna pop it in, but I, you know, I said, you know what, I need to watch uh, the first one again. Um, yeah, yeah. Just for a cleansing thing. Also, and I might piss a lot of people off here. I'm, for some reason, I can't get into Donnie Yen. I don't know I what can it understand is. That. I don't like Donnie Yen. I, I have not enjoyed the Donnie Yen experience. I, I'm going to um, give him a shot because he's got um, uh, a quadrilogy of films called. IP man. Yep. Which is based on the legendary martial artist who taught Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give those a shot, but yeah, everything that's I've supposed to be the him, best thing you can get a shot for him on. So like, yeah, if, if you're I mean, not convinced after that, you won't be convinced at all. I mean, in, ter- in terms of a lot of the American stuff he's been in, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I do not like blade Two. I do not like 
Shanghai Nights that much. I do yeah. not like. Uh, I do not like um, Rogue One at all. I'll see how one, but uh, no, I just so I mean I haven't seen yeah. too much of his American stuff, but yeah, I, I haven't been able to get into it, so I, I I'm gonna do it. I, I I need to revisit the original, and then I will watch the sequel. Um, but yeah, the the Donnie N factor scared me a little okay. bit. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Well, in terms of Michelle, you still got to get to the big. Well, I'm going to watch it for Michelle. I mean, if I can watch Boss Level with Mel Gibson, I'm going to watch. Donnie Yen is not Mm -hmm. as bad as Mel Gibson, for Christ's sake. No, you're yeah, you're good. Yeah, you know what I mean. We all have that. We all have that person, that movie star. Oh, you know, I don't cancel anybody. So yeah, well, I don't cancel anyone. But I'm saying we all have that movie star where it's kind of like, eh, it's not working for me. Like, uh, for me, another one for me is that oh, dude... Oh, I have Mark Wahlberg. Never mind. I'm good there, yeah. Well, I've liked him in some stuff, but uh, what? Um, what's the guy's name? He's he's recently been in the Godzilla movies, but he's also in a lot of indies and stuff. Uh, he like plays Aaron like Taylor Johnson? No, no. Uh, though, I The Japanese guy, Ken Watanabe? No, Ken Watanabe. Of course I know who Ken Watanabe is, for okay. God's sake. Uh, what's... <laughs> What's he's like the dad for thirteen from Stranger Things? Um, oh man! God I damn it! I Stranger look, Things. I gotta look this up in now, the so. Godzilla movies. Um, Godzilla, like uh, twenty fourteen. Um, he is Bradley Whitford. No, not Bradley Whitford. I'm trying to uh, think of obscure Godzilla. No, I'm looking. I'm Ryan looking. Ryan Cranston. Uh, yeah, Ryan Cranston. <laughs> Sally Hawkins. Uh, no, oh, okay. Um, okay. No, 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 no. Oh. Though Sally Hawkins, uh, I she like. She makes eclectic stuff, yeah. Uh, it's not David Strathairn either. I love David Strathairn, yeah. It's, I love him. It's not, I swear to God, he was in the first one. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he's in the second one. Godzilla, hold on. I got to make this point. So Godzilla. <laughs> oh, you know what? He was in King of the Monsters because that was the first one with Millie Bobby Brown. So my bad. Yes. He wasn't in the first Okay, let me pull him up. Um... Uh, like Kyle Nick? Chandler. There oh, we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like every time I see Kyle Chandler, I'm just immediately like just want to punch him in the face. Yeah, I, I don't like him. I, I also don't like um, who's the guy that was in Office Space, the main character. In Office Ron Space. Livingston. Ron Livingston can't stand him. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you. My female actress one is um, Anna Kendrick. I cannot. <laughs> As soon as I see her, I we, my, we it's lose nails friends of the show when we say that. But yes, I know she, that's okay. But I mean, Drew Barrymore is my nails on the chalkboard. Oh, really? Okay. I don't I just can't do it? Nope. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we all we all have those. All is my point. Have, yeah. And Donnie Yen is one of those for me. Okay. It's like every time I see him, I just go. Eh, eh. I mean, nothing offensive. Just. Sure. Eh. Okay. So. Uh, that that concludes our yeah, show on our, our Michelle Yeoh. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts on Michelle Yeoh, though, so we can oh, save no. that a little bit? Okay. Yeah. I, she, uh, go we see agree everything wanted... everywhere all at once while it's in theaters and get ready for Avatar. That's all I got. And I say go find heroic the heroic trio. That's right. Yeah, yes, madam and super cop. Uh, you will not be. Uh, okay. Follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Fit and on Facebook at Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast. Also find us both on Letterboxd. Thank you so much for your captive audience and social media participation. Cinephile Hissy Fit is a 25 wild media podcast. I paused there because Don was typing again. Brought to you by RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Did I say that? Please visit, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, We are also on Rotten Tomatoes. The new Banana Meter and have become charter members. 
of the new Independent Film Critics of America group, which literally at the, the time of recording went live today. That's so right. uh, we are, and when I say new, we're pretty damn new. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this show, Ruminations Radio Network has more where that came from with wonderful programs and interesting hosts. Our show and others are available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. 